Welcome to the Miller Oddcast, a brand new podcast from the Missouri Review. For over 40 years now, TMR has been discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Our quarterly magazine appears in print, digital, and audio formats. Learn more at MissouriReview.com. Hello and welcome to Miller Oddcast number 29, featuring The Perfect Husband by 2021 Miller Audio Prize humor finalist Marina Hatsopoulos. I'm Mark McKee, managing editor of the Missouri Review, and it is 14,000 o'clock on the internet. Marina Hatsopoulos is a recovering tech entrepreneur who lectures about entrepreneurial topics at MIT, Harvard, Brown, and other universities. Her business articles and creative writing can be found at www.windystreet.com. Her creative writing has been published in Antioch Review, Bellevue Literary Review, Santa Monica Review, and numerous other literary journals. She was the founding CEO of Z Corporation, an early leader in 3D printing out of MIT, and has served on public and private company boards. Her TEDx talk, From the Ashes of Crisis Arise Opportunity, is about the impact of startups on job creation providing the opportunity for socioeconomic mobility and social impact. Her husband, Walter Bornhurst, supported this particular piece being published on condition that she not pressure him to go to Morocco. Make sure you stick around for a brief conversation about the piece with me and contest editor Bailey Boyd. And now, The Perfect Husband. The Perfect Husband by Marina Hatsopoulos. My husband, Walter, is in the kitchen swinging a golf club when I finally dare to bring it up again. It'll be fun. How often does a friend throw a birthday party in Morocco? Ideally, never. He repeats his follow through, just missing our ceiling beams. I've already been all over the world. When put into a social setting, Walter will engage mostly by debating politics, but he'd rather be out on the golf course. At his age, a generation older than me, he knows what he likes. He's unmovable. All the husbands will be there. You really want me to go? His eyes look pained. I don't have any other husbands to invite, I say, which triggers a thought. What if I did? I wouldn't want a lot of extra husbands, just three or four, so it wouldn't get confusing. One of my husbands would love people. He'd be friends with everyone, journalists, philosophers, the Celtics, the pilot on every flight, the person who hands out towels in fancy restaurant bathrooms, plus even a few U.S. presidents, and he'd get invited to all the best parties. While he'd be out late, my introvert husband would be home writing love sonnets. Unlike Walter, who's dyslexic, this one would never ask how to spell yoga. He'd use long words known only by the dictionary, like lepterhine, heripilation, and phenambulism. And the yearning in his poetry would linger in my mind for days. As Walter evades the Morocco decision by repeating his backswing, I put on Amy Winehouse, to which he remains indifferent. I'd have another husband who would play electric bass, raw and edgy R&B from the heart. On stage, too cool to seek affirmation from the audience, he'd make subtle, sensual moves while looking down at his plucking fingers, oblivious to the room full of adoration. My final husband, because who needs more than four extras, would be a mover and shaker. 
Having built a high-speed railway across the U.S. as an entrepreneur, he'd now be working on fixing the inner-city public school system. He'd wear fitted Italian suits, even around the house on weekend mornings. Master of the grand gesture, he'd sweep me on his private plane for an intimate catered dinner with the Dalai Lama at the Taj Mahal, India, not Vegas. I'm delighted by all my new options for Morocco. The natural choice would be party guy, adored by all. Of course, he'd probably invite all the other Morocco guests, as well as our tour guide, the hotel concierge, and their cleaning staff to visit our summer home for the entire summer. Prince of small talk, he'd agree with everyone about everything. Then it strikes me that for someone who dares offer no original or controversial thought, he talks too much about too little, and the Morocco flight takes over six hours. Back home in Boston, down in the unheated basement, Shakespeare would be writing under the light of a bare bulb. He'd wrap his cold fingers around my own, exposing his soul, his self-doubt, and his anxiety, draining my body of all vitality. He wouldn't want me to leave him home alone. But even if I could coax him past his fear of flying, how could I possibly get him through three days of humorous jabbing in Morocco by my sassy friend group? At midnight, Baseman wouldn't answer his phone because he'd be in a tattoo parlor having a flame etched onto his flesh. He'd offer to come to Morocco because he'd have no gigs that weekend, but hadn't he promised to find more work? For someone with such disdain for commerce, he'd sure have an appreciation of the good life on my card. In Morocco, he'd sleep during the sightseeing tours, spill room service tagine all over the colorful tile floor, and forget his passport at a music club in Marrakesh. So I'd spend the entire time cleaning up after him and bailing him out of lockup for trying the local hashish. I could bring Mr. Mover Shaker, but he'd resent the conversation shifting from his recent achievement award to the mausoleum of Mohammed V. Our friends would tease him for inviting the Stones to play at the Hassan II Mosque, but he wouldn't see the humor. Ego bruised, he'd stay up late wiring a few million dollars to a prestigious university, which would already have several billion dollars, but now they could also have a building with his name on it and a new board trustee. Then there's Walter, my real husband in oversized sweatpants, hoping I might have forgotten about the trip in the two minutes I've been lost in my mind with my mythical husbands. If you want me to go, I'll go, he says. I do. I'd love his irreverent perspective on the sights, although the long flight would hurt his back. He doesn't do small talk, yet our crowd will be too lively for meaningful debate. He'd explain details I'd missed about the leather tanning process, but he'd be exhausted from passing the day on someone else's program. I don't want to force him on a trip that he won't enjoy. I just wish he'd want to come. Or do I? I admire Walter's obsessive single-mindedness about his passions. He used to drive hours every few days to snowboard, despite hips in so much pain that he hobbled to the chairlift and crutches. He used to win bike races, came in sixth place for his age group in the Nationals, and has twice ridden his bike across the country. His professional ambition was in pursuit of freedom for thrill-seeking, not to impress others. When pushed into a social gathering, he welcomes debate, using logic to argue his position. Indifferent to the winds of public opinion, he thinks for himself. While he'd rather play golf than travel, he doesn't mind tra my traveling without him. I can't complain about his independence, which is at the root of my attraction to him. The price of having what I want, a partner made of rock who needs his autonomy and supports mine, is that I can't simultaneously have a husband who will want to follow me around the world. I'll miss you, I say. He puts down his golf club to give me a drawn-out, tasty kiss. I'll be here when you get back. In fact, when I return, 
He may even surprise me with a scrawled love note thanking me for letting him off the hook, which he spells H-O-C-K. Hi there, Internet. Welcome back to the Miller Oddcast. Uh, I'm here again uh, with Bailey Boyd, the contest editor at TMR. I am Mark McKee, and you have just listened to The Perfect Husband by Marina Hotsopoulos. And this is a nice... I'm not damning it with faint praise by calling it nice because I feel like nice is in short supply in 2021, but it is a really endearing and charming bit of humor that we've been uh, given by this author. I agree. I love the way that it starts rising out of a kind of fantasy of having um, not just a perfect husband, but, uh, but perhaps four extra husbands that can, uh, that can, that can hit all of the, all of the all of the imagined and fantasized dream uh, dream peaks of of any one person. Yeah, it's kind of like a, I was thinking about this. It feels almost kind of like a very structured stream of consciousness in that way. So, as you were saying, the um, kind of rise and fall, kind of being led along those thought processes and in um, in really fun ways. Yeah, I mean it's it's fun and kind of and and energetic on the way up. And then on the way down, it gets it gets funnier because, because realizations. <laughs> well, like the shadow of the fantasy, right? Is like, oh, right. well, this husband would have would have this problem, and I would find that completely annoying. And the realer that those that those different options start to be, the more the more that the author is is tracking back toward her real life husband, who doesn't want to go to a birthday party in Morocco. <laughs> And does not sugarcoat that. <laughs> no, not at all. There's also a realization on the part of the author that um, and I, this is a really interesting needle to thread. It feels like a tricky boundary to walk because, of course, the resolution, as you've just heard, is that she'll go by herself to this particular party. And he's very grateful for that. But it doesn't feel like anything has been lost on either side. On On the contrary, it feels like a reaffirmation of what this partnership actually is Mm -hmm. yeah um and i think partnership seems like the right word there too so very much um functioning together in a way that works definitely seems like you know you get the idea that this this is a, a relationship that has you know progressed and figured figured these these um these ways to exist together very well and so um, I think that comes through in a really endearing way as well. So it ends on that really, really nice kind of coming back to to Walter in this piece um, after thinking about the other four. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, and, and it ends on this kind of like this perfect little comedic twist on the earlier mention that her husband is dyslexic with how he signs this this immensely kind of pleasing love love letter um, that's thanking her for allowing him to kind of not have to join her at this birthday party and, yeah. um, for letting him off the hook, H-O-C-K. H-O-C-K. Yeah. Uh, what a, you, you, you use the word charming before, and I think that's the, the right word to use there too. What a charming way to, uh, to end that piece. I really, it's a piece that you kind of smile throughout and you're able to, to imagine, you know, all of all of these different scenarios, and with with the author, and 
and find the the humor in all of those. And so I think it's a really great entry for our humor category. So I really appreciate being able to to listen to it and share it. Yes, indeed. It feels like a perfect kind of like coda to 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 notice that in her note, she makes sure that we know that uh, her husband has signed off on this and it's okay with it appearing. <laughs> Just further evidence. Yes. Well, thank you all for being here with us on this edition of the Miller Oddcast. Keep tuned, if that is indeed what we do, to things that appear on the internet. I think it's it's at least as close a verb as I can come up with. And we have been Bailey Boyd and Mark McKee. Say goodbye, Bailey. Bye. Waving. Waving. Waving, waving. Thank you again. And we'll see you soon. No, we'll hear you soon. We'll hear you soon. No, you'll hear us soon. Anyway. Let's get out of here. Take care. Thanks for being with us on Miller Oddcast number 29, featuring the perfect husband from humor finalist Marina Hatsopoulos. Keep a sharp ear out for Miller Oddcast number 30, coming soon. Thanks also to the Missouri Review contest editor, Bailey Boyd, and to Patricia Miller for her generous support for the Miller Audio Prize. Finally, TMR is open for submissions year-round, and we remain dedicated to discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Be heard. Give us the opportunity to discover you. Subscribe or submit your work today. Learn more at MissouriReview.com.